Good evening, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. Our hope in this time, as it always is when we are together, is that we would all be drawn into the reality of Christ among us, in us, and through us, that through the prayers, confession, meditation on scripture, and worship, that we would see Christ more fully, that we would be more open to the Spirit of God in our lives and in our community. Uh, with me, as always, is Taryn Jost and Dulcy Booth and Seth Slate. Hello. Hello. We, Hi. Oh, sorry, Taryn. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, moving into the season of Pentecost, and what we're going to be focusing on and for the rest of the summer is uh, the Acts of the Apostles, which is the book in Scripture uh, written by Luke that just goes through the narrative, the story of the early church. And I think that we're right at a time to be looking at this because I think the church now more than ever can look at what we are supposed to be, what we're called to be in Christ through the Spirit, which is the beautiful and brilliant incarnation of Christ into our world. So as we move through the book of Acts this summer, our prayer for you and our community is that we would be inspired by the experience of the early church, the way that Christ moved among them and through them, the way that they gave themselves over to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Ready to begin? Let's begin. Please join me for the prayers. We pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, creator, and renew the earth. Teach us to see all people you have created equally. May we see as you see. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Encourage us to stand up for what is true and what is right with our oppressed brothers and sisters. Give us the bravery and the humility to own our part in that oppression. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Come like water and bring peace to the hearts of our friends and family of color holding hard and heavy things. Come like fire and give us the strength to stand with and fight for them. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, breath of God, give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Things are broken. We've been wrong. Breathe on our brothers and sisters who fight hard to be seen as equal and bring life to the things within us we need to shed and confess. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Bring the wisdom to know when to listen, when to stand up and shout, when to confess, and when to lament. Holy Spirit, come upon us. The Apostle Paul says, be imitators of God. Love is Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sin to God who forgives us in Christ. 
In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all of our days. Lift our hearts to 
Join together now with the church worldwide and say the prayer of the day together. Keep, Keep O Lord, your household, the church, and your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion. For the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hear a reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. So I want to go back to last week to our discussion on the Great Commission. Because both online and offline, we had a really good discussion together about the nature of the sending and the nature of the going. It's, it's not so much that we'd be given a task to complete, as much as it is a call to the awareness of the new reality in which Christ is moving throughout the earth, that all things are being made new, that every nation, every person is being touched with the love and the power of Christ. And we're caught up in that. As we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, we're caught up in that redemptive work of Christ, that salvific work of Christ in the world. And that is our reality as ones who are open to the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit of God, that we are the incarnation of Christ in our world. And so sometimes when we talk about that verse, we, we jump to the end and we don't talk about the nature of, of those who are fulfilling the Great Commission. Namely, that is Christ. And we're just along for the ride. I think we could be tempted to do the same thing. This passage ends with, 
And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I mean, uh, it's really clear from Luke's perspective that it is the Lord, it is Christ that's adding, that's bringing people into the reality of the kingdom of God on the earth, the new humanity on the earth. But sometimes we can look at that and we just jump to people are being added. So it's this great numbers game continued. And so I want to pull back. And I say that because that's such our experience sometimes in the, in the American evangelical church. It's about numbers. It's about conversions. My mom was sharing with us last week uh, when she worked at a church, she was told at the end of the day, it's about butts and seats. Mm-hmm. And while there could have been some good motives that created that reality that we live in, that's really not what we see in the early church. It's really not about some kind of cognitive alignment type conversion. People were added, but they were added as a work of Christ and a move of the Spirit in the community. So I want to kind of rewind into this passage and talk about the nature of the community, of the church. What was it like? Uh, what, What did it feel like to be a part of this movement of Christ on the earth? And you see at the very beginning that the believers were, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, that's that same teaching that Jesus was talking about last week in the Great Commission, that when you speak, you speak of Christ. You speak of the love and the healing and the power and the reality of Christ. So as the disciples then turned apostles, went uh, forth and, and were caught into this new reality of the Spirit on the earth, the the movement of Christ on the earth, they, they saw around them people that were added to their number, the believers. And those believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which was the teaching of Christ, and to fellowship, so to being together, to be in an integrated life together. So the lines between where one person's life and possessions and passions and energies started and another one's ended started to get blurred because they were living into that reality of Jesus's prayer, that as Christ is made one with the Father, so we will be made one with Christ. The believers, this community, will be made one with Christ, and they'll be made one with each other through Christ. And so they, you see them becoming this family on the earth, and it led to things that are really simple and really beautiful, sharing meals, including that last meal that Jesus said to them, when you meet, when you have this meal, do this for the remembrance of me. So they were gathering around the table as we do or as we did uh, before COVID happened um, every Sunday. They were gathering around that table and they committed themselves to prayer. I mean, they were drawn into the most intimate place that you can be as a human, that place of opening yourself up to the divine, to letting the spirit mesh with your spirit, fill you and draw you to a place where your heart is aligned to the heart of Christ, prayer. And so you, you see like you feel this oneness among them. Because every one of these descriptors are things you can go back into the life of Jesus and and really into the experience of the people of God throughout all time. And you can see the richness in what they're experiencing together. It really is the body of Christ being formed on the earth. Just as Jesus was the incarnation of Christ on the earth. These people, like these messy smelly, doing their own thing before they met Christ, people are now the body of Christ on the earth filled by the Spirit, and they're, they're one. 
that's the essence of the ones who call to the world to, to be drawn into this reality. So a deep sense of awe came upon them all. And what we see is that the apostles, that these, the, this community was performing the same things that Jesus did, and Jesus said that would happen. The same things that you've seen me do, you will do by the power of the Holy Spirit. So they're seeing, the pe- they're seeing people healed. They're, they're seeing people be restored physically, emotionally, spiritually. And they met together in one place. They shared everything they had. There wasn't the sense of hoarding and, and control, but it, their hands were open. They sold their property and possessions, and they, they shared with those who had need. I mean, if you can imagine what that would be like, that every person that had need, that's where the resources and the time and the energy of the community flowed into those, into those places that were lower, those people that, that needed lifting up. And they worshiped. They met in homes. They met in the temple. They were joyful. It was the reality of the body of Christ on the earth, filled with the Spirit of God, made one in Christ. And they didn't go to a place called the church. I mean, notice this passage didn't say, and so every Sunday at 10 a.m., they drove to this place called the church, (laughs) and they received some religious services. They were the church. They are the body of Christ on the earth. Their shared life together in Christ, it both reflects Christ and that they saw the same things, the same miraculous signs and wonders that, that Jesus did while on the earth. They saw that and they're bound by Christ and that the lines between each person's little individual experience and life and possessions They were blurred as they became one. It's such a compelling, beautiful picture of humanity at its best. And we live in a world today that is so the opposite. And the great call, at least to the church, to be open to the Spirit in a way that Christ would move among us and through us and be a bright, brilliant testimony to the life of the divine among humanity. And we are one. That message is as strong and as compelling today as it ever was. J.A. Bengal, he's a commentator on the Bible. He um, concludes his comments on Acts in this way. He says, Thou hast, O church, thy form. It is thine to preserve it and guard thy trust. That's a really beautiful and eloquent way to say, church, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Guard it, protect it, keep these patterns of worship and openness and prayer and common life. Value them, protect them, because we are still the body of Christ in the world, filled with the Spirit of God, given the power and compassion to see the works of Jesus be done today through us. This is a very simple idea, and yet it's something the church gets wrong so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember bringing up the idea of the word even just the word community, like past expressions of the church that I've been a part of. And community comes off as like this kind of millennial buzzword that isn't really a thing for the modern church. I feel like there's two different kind of camps within the church that are like, yeah, you keep bringing up the early church, but we're not really the early church anymore, so. There's a lot of attributes we've lost. I think the one I'm just like super struck by beyond community even is like joy and gladness. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. I just like keep hearing it when you read, like when 
the scripture was being read, I just keep hearing it, and I just, I don't see that a lot, and I think maybe just true confession, I don't feel it a lot, I feel more duty, Mm -hmm. or, (laughs) I don't know, I just keep being struck like, oh, what if there was joy and gladness, not just in our giving, but in our interactions, and no wonder people were attracted to that. No wonder people wanted to come be a part of that. They were giving away things that usually we hold on to mm-hmm. with joy. And, yeah. and this is kind of a tangent, but I was like looking up what gladness and other words that were similar to it, you know, so I could understand like the idea behind it. And it took it to John and it was about the joy you have after giving birth, like that something mm-hmm. hard has been accomplished, but you forget all of that because you're like celebrating this incredible yes. moment. And um, mm. that's the kind of joy and gladness they're talking about. Like they've been through this really hard thing, losing Jesus, but they're on the other side of that birth yeah. pangs and birth pain. And they now have this joy. I mean, it, it's a beautiful picture that's created in these few verses. And yet bottom line, these were still humans yes. that were <laughs> gathering Like, I have to believe this was really messy. For sure, (laughs) yeah. And yet it still happened. And and so it just forces me to think, like, what is it that that these people, this group, was able to to lean into the messiness of it to get to a place of joy and gladness? Yeah. What is that? But I wonder if there wasn't just a real understanding of a deep commitment to not only the way of Christ, but a deep commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Not because we are the same, not because we agree on everything, not because, you know, oh, we seem to click and so let's be friends. But somehow I wonder how this group in Acts came to a place, because it talks about, right, neither Greek nor Jew, male or female. I mean, like you start combining those groups and classes and it's going to be a mess. And Mm. yet somehow I feel like they must have gotten to a place of being deeply committed to each other in this journey. We see through the rest of scripture, the letters to the church. I mean, they were a disaster most days. Right. But yeah, there was this calling back to but you know it's true and you know it's yes. right. Because, yes. I, I, Dulce, I love what you're saying about this whole, they miss Jesus and it's this, mm-hmm. it's this pain that they got over. But, but really, too, Christ is still with them. Right. Just mm-hmm. in a completely different way. Right. And, and I wonder if it was after the pain, that reality of like, oh, his words were true. Well, especially mm-hmm. since he, they're in awe. Yes. They're in awe that people are being healed. And they're like, yes, he's with us. I, He's yeah, with like us that, and that we promise, I'm never yeah. going to leave you. Yeah. They're I'm seeing not it fulfilled. Gonna forsake you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they must be just like, they're seeing the life of the kingdom unfold before them mm-hmm. by their own hands. Yeah. And they feel the presence of the Spirit. Christ. I mean, that has to be for them a familiar feeling for the apostles. For the, I mean, the same way that they felt sitting in front of Jesus is probably mm-hmm. what was just permeating all space now yeah. for them. And that community had to be supernatural mm-hmm. because we love to be around people that are like mm-hmm. us and that don't challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love comfort, <laughs> mm-hmm. but. But I wonder if an experience like that 
does just allow all the other to fall away. Yes. Like it's just so enough (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you are experiencing the kingdom breaking through Mm -hmm. that it just covers so much of what I think trips us up. I wonder too, going back to kind of what we've talked about in the past couple of weeks is like, they're not trying to control it. Yeah, they're right, just trying to right. let it be what it is and let the spirit lead them. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause they don't yeah. have expectations. Right. And then you see, like you said, Dave, like in the, in the epistles later in scripture, you see it, as soon as they start to try right, to control right. it, Paul or Peter, or whoever is like, no, you're not, <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. The spirit, the spirit, the spirit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think of Jesus as this, like, I don't know, like this whirlpool. Because there's this, there's this sense that by Christ, we're drawn into, okay. we, can't, we can't resist it. I mean, we're drawn into this experience where our little, you know, it's like we have our little possessions clenched tight and our mm. prejudices and, and the way that we want to see the world and others and what we want to get out of it. And as we're drawn into this, this, this swirling thing of water, I mean, it's like you can't hold on to that stuff anymore. You're, and actually, I've been thinking just through everything that we are seeing our nation go through that is so overwhelming and, and heartbreaking that my prayer has just been, can we be one? And I don't mean that we're all the same and there's right. no, because there's, there's these beautiful expressions in every person that speak to the diversity of the creator. But can we be one in that way that Christ prays for? I've been thinking about that for several weeks. And I think in in this story, Christ has this way, he has this nature of drawing his children into this kind of whirlpool vortex of the reality of the kingdom. Yeah. And we can't resist it. Once you're open to the spirit that you can't help but go there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, know, I agree with you. There were just a, probably a disaster most days. I mean, I am. Mm-hmm. But then there's this thing that there you feel this energy of the Spirit right. drawing you into a more beautiful picture, experience, reality of being a human loved by God on planet Earth with all these other people walking around in the same boat. Yeah. It's just, it's a testimony to the power of the Spirit, the presence of Christ among us, and the love of God, it just seeps out in these little examples, like they shared their meals. Yeah, it's those things yeah. about the community of God that are so so appealing mm-hmm. and inviting. That's why people were coming to be added to the. I mean, I think people saw this and were like, "I want that." Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's so divi- we're so so divided, and it is not what we're made for. We have a lot of repenting to do. We have a lot of fixing to do mm-hmm. so that the mountains would be brought low, mm-hmm. that mm, the redemption, amen. the flow of Christ would move through our society, through our systems, through our culture. Mm-hmm. And we would see this in our day in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. It just feels like we're so far away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even here in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, so much of the work is just saying, like we said, it's, it's saying yes to the Spirit mm-hmm. of God as yeah. best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Dulce, you were on CLT in 2015, and I, I remember in that time we were trying to reclaim, let's really be about house churches. Every pastor I talked to outside this church was like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Or you'll do it, and then you'll grow out of it. And um, we're just dumb enough to keep trying to do it because <laughs> we, believe, we believe in that. Mm-hmm. If easy was the goal, we, it would look totally different. 
But I happen to believe that when you, when you set yourself up to be the church in a way that's easy, you stop rubbing against each other. You Absolutely. stop having that yeah. awareness for those that are in need. You, you start being the body in a really limited mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So there has to be freedom mm-hmm. that we're a community that we encourage each other to seek the spirit of God, to be filled with the spirit of God, to, to be the unique of expression of Christ that we each are. Mm-hmm. And then together corporately, we are the body of Christ, but there has to be a lot of freedom, a lot of grace, a lot of everything that you see in the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's for sure not easy. The risk of being in community is that like you can only hold your breath of who you really are for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, is something really joyful in being in a community long enough where they've seen kind of Mm. the worst of you Mm -hmm. and the best of you. Absolutely. And that you're still welcome to that table Mm -hmm. and you're still like hugged. Maybe not as much right now, (laughs) (laughs) but you're still brought into something that's bigger than your worst day or your best day. Mm And that is what I've seen. Like we've gone through, oof. Yeah. We've been through it as a church and we've lost a lot of community for lots of reasons. But I feel like the community that has kind of been through all of that and stayed through all of that, they probably are the most joyful in our community. Mm. And they are probably the most likely to be generous and to know that these things that we have are not ours to hold but can freely kind of give that, bring that in and bring that out. And that is really, that's truly, it's just a deepening when you do shared life. And I know it's hard right now, so it's hard to talk about shared life when we can't Mm -hmm. just, you know, exchange breath really even right now. But it's still so true. I mean, I think it's still true that you can reach out to people and say, this is the worst of me or this is the best of me, but the thing we have in common is Jesus. and. Let's trust that right in this moment. Yeah, it has to be one of our commitments, and it is mm-hmm. yeah. one of our six commitments because we have to keep putting ourselves you know, intentionally in a posture of openness to the Spirit, mm-hmm. to Christ who draws us into the reality of, of being one. So Bloom, that is what we're going for. It's our ever-present invitation to be the body of Christ in the world, brilliant and beautiful. What I'd like to do is, uh, if Dulcie, if you could uh, just read that that commitment and, and that little booklet that we have that, let's just close by doing this. If you could read that, okay. and as we listen to you, if we could um, almost make that a prayer mm-hmm. for us and for our community. Um, whatever you have agency over, Bloom, your place of work, your home, your gifting, your you know, your talents, whatever it is, your possessions, I'd invite you into the practice of just opening your hands, the whole of yourself and all that you've been given to be drawn into the reality of Christ, that you would be the most beautiful, the most full expression of humanity on this earth, filled with the Spirit of God, the incarnation of Christ to our world. Dulcia, why don't you close us with reading that that definition of shared life for, for our community? 
The good news of Jesus creates a people who share life together as a foretaste of what God intends for the whole world. We are committed to the joy and discipline of a shared life together, refusing our culture's obsession with individuality, ever opening our lives and hearts to each other in fresh ways. This means we are committed to serving each other, forgiving each other, and living life in community. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bloom, may God who gives patience and encouragement give you a spirit of unity to live in harmony as you follow Jesus Christ so that with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and to serve Jesus.